she has a past and a story. She's been through a lot and has a lot to say. She is tired of being in a cage. She notices the doors open and is finally ready to break free. Join me, Karina Garcia, as I share the different things that may hold you captive to an enslaved mindset where you were really never meant to stay and you were really never meant to be in. Life is hard. Choices do have consequences, both good and bad. But love is real, and it's true. Jesus Christ always provides a way out. Hola, and welcome to She Breaks Free and She Believes podcast. I'm your host, Karina Garcia. Do you like to watch movies or television shows or series? Or maybe you prefer to read books or listen to stories that captivate you and pull you in? Do you ever feel like you become part of the story? Who do you prefer to play? Who do you feel you can relate with the most? Is it the antagonist, the protagonist, or maybe a secondary character who no one saw coming but had a huge part to play in the story? In today's episode, we will travel to a time where fairy tales seemed so much more realistic than life to me. Or maybe in my mind, I wanted it to be that way until I found my true hero. So when you think of fairy tales, what comes to mind? Is it a princess story, animated series, show, movie? Is it something that maybe you had in VHS? I'm aging myself. It's okay. Or maybe a book you read or uh, something you listened to. What do you think of when you think of fairy tales? If you're anything like me, I'm a hopeless romantic, as people might say. Yes, I cry at commercials sometimes or I cry with things that happen in movies, but it's okay. I embrace the tears because it fills my heart and it makes me feel good. <laughs> but what do you think of? Like, what are your fairy tales or, or your favorites? I know for me, there's a story about a little mermaid that I love. And as I think about that movie now as an adult, being my favorite movie, why did I enjoy it so much? Maybe it's because of the storyline, the fact that she was a teenager and she just loved and wanted to get to know more of the world and was so curious and had all these little things that she stored away that were her little treasures because, you know, she knew there was more out there and couldn't wait to experience it. So she tried every chance she got with her little friend to co-discover even the areas that were prohibited to her. And the storyline with her father and how he wanted so much for her, but he was so afraid of the real world that he just overprotected her and kept her safe and close by and didn't want her to get hurt because he knew of the evil that existed and he tried to keep her from it. Maybe that's why I like that storyline so much. Maybe that's why I like that fairy tale so much. And, you know, then she falls in love and just her eyes open wide as she sees someone who, for her, make her, make her have these feelings of happiness and joy and new possibilities then everything happens in that movie if you know the storyline if you've read the novel or if you've watched the cartoon or the movie now and you see how the world collides and her and her dad have a fight and how things happen well that movie line for me that storyline means a lot um I didn't discover the world in ways that she did I mean I didn't fully go and you know escape to find little treasures and troves and Dinglehoppers, right? But um, I was always curious. 
I always wanted to know if what I saw in fairy tales existed. Or, you know, even in the Mexican culture I grew up with, more than the fairy tales of, you know, cartoons, it was the novelas. Do you remember the novelas? So many novelas I remember with the name Maria here, Maria there, or Mari here, or anything else that you could think of where the main character was distraught or poor or in the eyes of the rest of the world needed to be rescued even if she was in her little world and she felt that that was okay but then she saw more and then the prince or the main character in the storyline and her ran into each other and suddenly her eyes got big and her heart pumped and she felt something she didn't feel before and sounds similar huh I guess the concept of Prince Charming or being rescued or being taken away from that poor, lonely environment that they were in seemed kind of like they were being taken from a version of hell to a version of paradise, in my eyes at least. I remember growing up and I would watch these with my parents because, I mean, I grew up in a you know prominent Spanish-speaking home. The only time we spoke English was at school with my friends. Um, some of my family, but at home and grandmas and the other grandmas, it was Spanish. It was Spanish. And I loved it because those novelas really pulled me in and the characters were funny and the situations were so dramatic and the evil characters were so mean and you hated them and you wanted to slap them across the face. And when they did, oh man, those slaps were hard. You know, you enjoyed it and you embraced for the next episode. It wasn't like now where you can binge a whole series. You had to wait for the next week. And I remember watching these shows and these novelas and these movies and reading these books and wondering where is my rescue where is my prince charming now don't get me wrong i didn't live in a cell i didn't live in prison i didn't live in a horrible place but at that age i mean come on you're a teenager you think that your parents are so harsh they're so cruel they don't let you live your life or maybe that was just me You know, my, my dad was very strict and for him it was you go to school and you come home and there's no in between. You know, I couldn't have guys call the house. I could barely have my girlfriends call the house. And, you know, um, when they did, it was rare. I couldn't go to sleepovers outside of my cousin's house. I couldn't go to parties. I Even in high school, I really didn't get to participate in many of the activities that went on in school. But that was how he felt he needed to raise me because in his eyes, maybe he was keeping me safe keeping me safe from the world, trying to keep me focused on school and my education because he grew up in a place of poverty and my mom grew up in a place of poverty and they both knew how hard it was to work hard and struggle and try to provide for your family and I don't think they wanted that for us. I think they wanted us to finish school and get a career and do better than they did so we could provide more than they could. But again, at that age, I didn't see any of that. I just saw the novelas and the fairy tales where the girl was rescued and then she lived happily ever after the end dot 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 but honestly if i look at my life now i still love movies and shows where the underdog wins oh my gosh i love those movies like the janitor who came up with the hot chips you know those hot spicy chips that turn your fingers red i love that movie and i watched it again this past weekend and i cried again You know, why? Because it, it, I love to see the story turn around like that. I love to see the story of redemption. I love to see where there seems to be no way out and suddenly miracles happen. Where dreams come true. 
There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with wanting to see a dream come true. But what's the common factor in all of this? In, in growing up with the novelas and the fairy tales and wanting to see people being rescued and taken away from their quote-unquote hell and brought into quote-unquote paradise, what is it? I think for me, it was honestly seeing people that are seeking to be rescued, seeking to live in freedom, or a freedom different than the life they have now that they feel enslaved to, seeking to be loved, loved differently maybe than the love they've known up to that moment, seeking to be able to pursue the desires of their heart. Again, we all have things that we encounter, we all have things that we see that we define as our version of life and maybe the version of life we're wanting to pursue. But have you ever stopped to wonder why? Why are you seeking? What are you seeking? What have it, haven't you been able to fulfill in your life or you feel that there's still a void? And what can fill that void? For me personally, I had to really allow myself time to reflect as to what I was seeking and why. And then comes God. And then you come to know the love of the Father. The love of a man, well, the love of a God, because the love of a man became Jesus, but the love of a God who created me, who gave it all for me through Jesus. And then you see the example of Jesus. You see his ministry, you see his love, you see the way he cared for people, even those that made fun of him and mocked him and would, you know, shame him for what he did, which was nothing wrong, but love others, care for others, cure others. You know, miracles happen through his hands, through his love, through his mouth, and yet people still mocked him. People still made fun of him. People didn't see that the voids that others had, he was fulfilling, not out of obligation, but out of a willingness to help them pursue the Father through him. He knew the love that God had was so huge, so, man, it's just unexplainable, un undefinable, yet he did everything he could every single moment of his life to fulfill people's voids, to fill them with the love, to fill them with his joy, even just listening to people, even just hearing their heart, even, even just the hem of his garment brought so much power to heal. And beyond healing the physical pains and, and physical illnesses, and it's just the, the voids of the heart, the holes in the heart, he filled those. God did that through Jesus. Jesus did that. And even after he was gone, He leaves behind the Holy Spirit who continues to do that. But do we see that while we're seeking? While we're out there in our journeys looking for something to fill a void, whatever that may be, do we see what God does? And maybe you don't know the God that I know and maybe you don't know the God that I serve. And I'm not blaming you for that. I'm trying to encourage you maybe to see who God truly is, not who God has been according to your pain or according to the voids you have that still you feel haven't been filled. Or maybe you feel like he's responsible for the situation you're in now. 
And I'm sorry if, if you feel that it that he's burdening you more than he is loving you. I really pray that you find him in a way that you encounter him in a way that there's no question or doubt about. Because the God that I serve is a God who created me with intention, with purpose. He loves me unconditionally. He calls me his beloved. The God that I serve has already told me that I matter. He's already told me that I don't have to please man because all I have to do is follow him. The God that I serve serves me in love by example through the life of Jesus. He left me the Holy Spirit to guide me, to be my counsel, to direct me. The God that I serve is freeing. He brings joy. He gives me strength. He gives me a courage that nobody can take away from me. The God that I serve is a God who is all-loving, all-knowing, all-powerful, but he does not use his power against me. He's amazing. The God that I serve is everything that I will ever need for every void that I have ever had. He is great at being every aspect of who Karina needs him to be. He is an abundant life waiting for me to get up and live every day. That's what he provides me. He gives me purpose and breath daily. The God that I serve equips me to reach others, to know him by name. He knows my name. He chooses me. He goes before me and beside me and wants all he has for me. He's my heavenly father and I am grateful for his love. The God that I serve is not only a God that is for me, he is also for you. I have grown in relationship with him to where when I describe him as I did, that is how I know him. Get to know him truly. Allow yourself to find out more of who he is and how much he loves you. And then you will see the true joy or whatever else you may have been seeking through the fairy tales or the books or the stories or the movies or the shows. Everything that you feel is missing or empty or void. There might be some areas in your life that you feel fulfilled and that's amazing. Celebrate those. Thank him for those. But there might be areas in your life that you still feel are stuck or stagnant or not moving like you're on a treadmill that's not getting you anywhere. And that's okay. Give yourself time to pause and reflect. Who is the God that you serve? Who is he for you? What does he mean to you? How does he love you? How do you love him? Do you truly love him fully? Is there something maybe that you're still trying to keep or hide or keep, you know, not show him, not reveal to him? Are you afraid that if he sees that aspect of you or that part of your life that he'll stop loving you? He won't. Because that's not the love that he gives. His love is not transactional. His love is not based on what you do well or don't do well or His love is just love that he freely has for you as his child. Because that's a God that loves you. That is a God who created you. That is a God who loved us so much that he gave his son. That even through his son's death and resurrection on the third day, left the Holy Spirit for us. That is the God that is there for you every single moment. Dare to spend that time with him and share with him those things that are deep within your heart, deep within your mind, those things that you've buried away that you think that you'll never have to go back to. Open your vault to him. Open your heart to him. Let him heal you. 
walk through that healing journey. Trust me, I've walked through my healing journey in many aspects and I have learned that the fairy tales I once fell in love with, those novelas that I thought were better than real life, were truly just an escape from my mind because I didn't know how to process the things I was feeling. I mean, at that age, I didn't even know what I was feeling or what those things meant, but he did. And through reflection, through worship, through gratitude, through spending time with him, through understanding that the truth of his word is for us and not against us, through dedicating to him nothing but time to be in his presence, to seek him wholeheartedly just to seek him, not because I need him to do something for me, but just because I want to spend time with him. That has been so freeing. So I encourage you today, seek him wholeheartedly. If you seek something because you're missing something, seek him. Let him show you how he can fill and will fill that void. You don't have to look for it anywhere else. You don't have to keep searching for it through men and women and situations and maybe things that you know are hurting you but you feel are numbing the pain. You don't have to put a band-aid over your pain. Let him heal it. It might sting and burn, but he knows what's best for you. Give him that chance. Trust him again. Give him the opportunity to hold you by the hand and lead you in a path that may seem narrow and like you won't be able to get through, but he'll make a way. Give him a chance. Are you willing? Are you ready? Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of She Breaks Free and She Believes podcast. I truly hope that you're able to begin to break free from lies, misconceptions, doubt, unbelief, and anything else that keeps you from living this one life to the fullest according to what God has placed in your heart and woven you in your mother's womb to do. I pray that his love abides in you and that you never forget that his joy is your strength and that you have purpose and are here with intention. Make sure you subscribe so you can stay updated with the latest episodes. And if you choose to connect further with me, head to connect.to forward slash Karina Garcia. That's K-O-N-E-C-T dot T-O forward slash K-A-R-I-N-A-G-A-R-C-I-A. God bless you.